Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And we're here to review the Netflix original film, Outside the Wire. And this film stars Anthony Mackie, Damson Idris, Emily Beecham, uh, and a couple other people, but um, <laughs> I think that's the main characters. Really? And <laughs> Outside the Wire tells the story of this insubordinate military man who he gets his last chance with the military causing some destruction is up with Anthony Mackie to uh, stop this potential huge war or world war, which is in nor- Northern Europe or I, I think in Russia somewhere. Right. It's, so it's in, um, it's a war that they're wanting, I think that we're trying to prevent with Russia because Russia is trying to take back territories that they had when they were the Soviet Union. Yeah, some of that. But <laughs> what did you get from Outside the Wire? So I enjoyed this film. Um, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, really. As I was, as I was watching, I liked it more. Um, I also, as I was watching it, thought about how it felt like a couple of different Will Smith movies put into one. Like if you took, if you went into the editing room of the last five Will Smith action movies, and everything that didn't make it into that script and put it into one movie, that's what this movie is. But it's still good. But it just feels like a lot of things that... I don't know if there was anything truly original. Mm, probably not. But from what I got from this... I, this is a boring story. I'm sorry. It's thought it was boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it has like a Call of Duty feel. Um, yes, it feels a lot like with... a video game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then you got kind of a buddy cop with Anthony Mackie and Damson Idra, Idris, the two main characters that you're following along throughout the movie. I, I do think bring up a couple of interesting topics with maybe a certain race of somebody being less. Yeah. Less. Less. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Less intimidating. I think the words yes. that he used in the context was um he he's a more neutral presence but we will i guess we'll get into that closer to the as we get yes. to the story but i like that i like that scene as well yeah yeah that's pretty good and i really enjoyed anthony mackie because this is probably something that i've never seen from him before and every time that he was on screen <laughs> i enjoyed it <laughs> because he was the life of the party in this movie he was. It felt a lot like Training Day with Denzel Washington. That was the vibe <laughs> I got from it. Um, and I wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I enjoyed that. That was the, the part that I enjoyed the most was Anthony Mackie, how he was just going off the rails. This is basically Captain America if he had no limits. <laughs> right. They gave him the super soldier serum um, after, after Cap retires. And this is what happens. 
yeah, I mean, this I, I enjoyed it for that for for his part because I mean he this this guy is very explicit, especially in his um, vocabulary mm-hmm. and the way that he just runs through everybody. He's just killing people left and right. He's very ruthless. Yeah, he definitely uh, has a mind of his own. Uh, dot dot dot. But I guess. <laughs> Getting into the storyline a little bit, you have what's the actual main character's name? Which one? The private, the young one, or the young lieutenant? Lieutenant Thomas Harp. Right, Lieutenant Harp, um, pretty much is a drone pilot. You know, so he sits in an office, pretty well, the military version of an office, in a bunker, miles and miles away, somewhere in America. I think they're in um, Nevada in this one, but. And he is a person looking on the computer screen, deciding where they should bomb. And in doing this, he makes a call to bomb an area while there are still two uh, American soldiers in harm's way. And he did it to save the, the other 38 when the commanding officer said, no, don't shoot, hold off, let me get my two men. He chose to shoot anyway, um, obviously defying direct orders. And as a punishment, they sent him, um, or he thinks, they send him to uh, Anthony Mackey's character to kind of, uh, as to learn his lesson and go out in the field for the first time. Yeah, he goes out into the field for the first time. He's not really used to being on the battlefield. So Anthony Mackey kind of gives him that, that rookie feel. Like, okay, I'm gonna take you on a ride and you know, I'm just gonna show you the wings. Um, he also has to sign uh, NDA, non-disclosure agreement. So everything that he sees after this, he mm-hmm. can't really discuss any of the uh, details of it. And that's when we see <laughs> Anthony Mackie take his shirt off and we see that he's a robot. <laughs> yes. An android. <laughs> An android of like biotech, I think is what he called it. Um, it kind of looked like, uh, it looked really cool. It was very sleek, but it, felt a lot like a video game character, um, but not even <laughs> like on purpose. It looks like when you play, you know, the old PS2 games, you get too close to somebody, you turn and you're inside their body. <laughs> like that's what it looked like. It <laughs> looked like they got too close together and his hand is going through him by accident because it, he doesn't look robotic. Cause I guess, cause they want to look like a human. Um, but it it just it just felt like a lot of pretend. Like we're calling him a robot, but he doesn't look like one. I know that's the point, but I don't, I didn't like. I felt like now I love this movie. I love Gemini Man. But if you told me that the young Will Smith was a robot, I'd believe you more than I would believe that in this movie there's a robot. Because it just looked more robotic. I mean, that's a, probably a bad thing as far as quality. I tried to tell you. <laughs> but no, but listen. <laughs> but it worked for that film. For me, it worked. I'm almost saying this one is too smooth. It's like he's too, he's not robot enough for me to believe he's a robot. Um, well, he's not a robot, basically. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for the movie he is. But and, for what they're showing, he's not a robot. They exactly. just show maybe a couple of scenes of looking inside his body, right? Clearly, like through a transparent window or something. Exactly. Do you remember? You remember iRobot with Will Smith, right? 
Mm-hmm. Now, remember, Will Smith had a body part. I think it was his arm and chest um, that were robotic, you know, use the same technology as robots in that version of the future. That was a more convincing, like, cyborg moment than this film for me. Um, I'm not sure why. I can't pinpoint it. But something about that felt more real than this did. And I don't like that. I think you're looking for the robotic movements, but they just show that one scene of him just lifting his shirt up. Maybe. And after that, you just forget that he's a robot. Yeah, you forget he's a robot. But it also brings so many questions. Like, how does he get his demeanor, his the way he thinks, the way he talks? I wonder... They could have given me like a five-minute flashback of him in a lab somewhere. Did he wake up like this? Did he have to learn? Did he study? Did he plug himself into BET? Like, I, how did he get like this? <laughs> <laughs> and have such so much of a personality. <laughs> well, I think that was a part of the design to have the personality. But in a way, they should keep control of him because, I mean, it, we'll go, go into spoilers, but he he doesn't exactly align with what the U.S. military wants. Right. He does not. Um, well, I guess the military does, they use him. They like him. It's a secret. Only a few people know that he's an actual robot. Um, but he does not like the military, which we find out. Yeah, but still, wouldn't somebody like oversee what he's doing, the special mission. You think his creator, he talked about his creator vaguely as like more of a like uh, deep, like the U.S. military in general, but there's no specifics on who made him, how he is, are there more of him, are there clones? None of that was taught. None of that was important to this story, but those are elements. Maybe that's the movie I wanted to see. Well, I know that he mentions that he's a prototype. That's why he has um, the lieutenant sign the NDA. Right. But yeah, he kind of gives him the breakdown of what's going on, what mission they're going on. Um, Anthony Mackie, his name is Leo in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, He he gives him like this Call of Duty breakdown where they show all of this nuclear war and stuff, what could potentially happen if these guys get their hands on the nukes and the codes. (laughs) Um, And... I mean, as we go throughout the movie, I kind of got confused on what the point was because they kept going from place to place. Um, I I mean, I did enjoy the back and forth between Anthony Mackie and uh, Damson Idris. Yeah. But everybody else was a bore fest. Well, because they were really, once you get to the end of the film, you realize none of that stuff mattered. Like, all the things you were told were a lie, and the ends of this movie. He was just taking us for a ride along with the lieutenant. None of it was relevant. Yeah, it was like buddy cop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you mentioned Denzel Washington from Training Day. Yep. And, I mean, he's almost just like him. I mean, they, they had to have said, we want you to do this, but be a robot. So you can't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he just cursed like crazy, too. <laughs> it was smooth though. It's nice. It's it was good. Like I have to look up some of his older stuff because seeing him. Because my first time, I think, really seeing him was as um, 
Captain Falcon or, or the Falcon, the Falcon, um, yeah. in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And of course, all that's like, you know, that's like the rated G version of comic books. Um, so seeing him play this role, like it was good. It was, it was, it was very interesting. Instead of like the happy go lucky guy we're about to get in um, this Winter Soldier Falcon series. Yeah. Um, he was probably the best part of the movie for me, Anthony Mackie. Just oh, yeah. The, the difference in character, what I've seen from him. Because, like you, I hadn't seen much of his work before this. And I know he's been in the movie business for a while. And then some of the roles that he's played after being the Falcon, it's kind of like, ah, is he a boring actor? But then you see this. <laughs> yeah. And it's a different man. It's completely different. <laughs> and I, I mean, I enjoyed that. I mean, he's just cursing out the lieutenant left and right, kind of playing jokes on him. Um, the lieutenant has a girlfriend back home that he really <laughs> cares about. And he kind of jokes about it, calling him Gummy Bear, because I think that's like a pet name that him and his girlfriend have. And <laughs> I mean, he just treats him like a rookie. Just right. He calls him rookie and he's only five years old. He says that with a straight face. <laughs> he said, aren't you like three years old? No, I'm five. What? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's also kind of like a push and pull, kind of like a, a balance of who's actually in control of their mission or the journey that they're going on because Anthony Mackie kind of goes off course and mm -hmm. the lieutenant is still trying to figure out like what course they're supposed to be on, why is he even here? Um, and he beats all of these people that I, I guess Anthony Mackie has already met previously. Right. Uh, like Emily Beecham. Um, her character is very boring. I mean, almost every single character is nameless and just boring to me outside of those two. Yeah, I mean, they're not really offering much. It is just, movie is really just about their journey together, learning about themselves or about the droid. Um, and there's some ethical questions in there, you know, building a sentient being robot, right? Is that really where America or the world should be going? Um, even the droids that were used to fight in the wars that were like regular looking robots, um, they were pretty interesting to see um, and how that impacts the way we interact with one another in war, right? There was this point where there's a hostage situation and one of the droids just took out the person doing the um holding up this the people and then his men started firing and he had his own robots and it just caused a lot of chaos and a lot of casualties that i wonder does that happen if you have human nature if you have conversation and de-escalation um so our robots the not the right move also i think this was set in 2023 which was interesting picking a recent year I'm not sure why it's so recent for all these things really? to be developed and in use, I feel like we are at least 10 years out, I hope. Uh, <laughs> but that was interesting. Yeah, I, I thought it was later than that. Oh, is it? I might be wrong. Maybe it was 2033. Yeah, 2030-something. Okay. But that still seems, I mean, kind of close. Yeah, I mean, he's only five, so we have time. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, I guess if they had more robots or androids like Anthony Mackie, then 
they get they, they could de-escalate things because he did de-escalate the situation at that point and we had the terrible looking robots that actually do look like robots and move like robots inside the movie who, right they were on both sides though i was confused on who was on what side yeah i think that's kind of one of those things like the same way that um you know you look at terrorists you know or radical people across the world they're using the same guns that are in the u.s military how do they get there right um all these bad deals negotiating things like that and these robots would be just another gun that is dealed in the black market exactly um and anthony mackey he's pretty much on a mission to get these uh the codes to these nukes I forgot what they call it. I think it's called, is it Perimeter? Yes. Yeah, that, that's what they're after um, to kind of get in between this other guy named Victor Koval. So he, he's the main guy that they're trying to stop. And he ends up being a pushover because Anthony Mackey just kills everybody <laughs> and gets the codes <laughs> himself. Um, and I mean, kind of fat, to, to kind of fast forward to the end of the movie, um, the lieutenant catches up with Anthony Mackie after um, he kind of knocked him out and then stops him somehow after getting choked out. I guess he just woke up <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he fought him. Lieutenant. <laughs> I mean, he, he got choked out and just woke up maybe like a minute later. Hey, what's it like he was taking a nap? Um, <laughs> I mean, at first I thought Anthony Mackey was the one who was going to be going down because the lieutenant shot him multiple times, but he was just choking him, um, Anthony Mackey's character. And then he went on to set off these nukes. I would have liked to have seen those bullet holes. Like when he got shot, is it more, does he absorb it? Does it go through him? Does he bleed? I would like to, to, have, to have known those things. There wasn't enough money in the budget for that. <laughs> you can only show his body being beat up in one scene at the end of the movie. Yeah, it wasn't in the budget. You're right. <laughs> I mean, those robots took enough. Yeah, the and robots, the explosions, the final scene, they're like, we got to, you know, Netflix, I think, is still running a deficit, so can't spend too much. Maybe running a deficit, but... They said they're gonna have a movie every single week. So wow. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That is uh, crazy. But they're running the movie business right now. That's right. They're, I mean, they are in a good place to do so. Um, now everyone else is trying to make a streaming service to eat into that pie. But Netflix is the OG out here. You know, they've been s sneaking their way into uh, people's pockets for years, so they forget they're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think HBO Max, they have all the DC stuff and the Warner Brothers stuff that's going to release at the same time that it comes out in whatever movie theater that, that's open. Right. And Disney Plus can probably put out all their Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar, or all their big releases on there. Hopefully not for a $30 charge. Hopefully not. <laughs> but um, from this film, I mean, I, I enjoyed Anthony Mackie and Damson Idris, they were pretty good together. Everybody else, 
doesn't really matter. And oh, just to rewind some back to that point that I brought up about um, Anthony Mackie, he said that why the, the US military built somebody that looks like him, because his face, it presents a form of neutrality. Now, right. I'm kind of confused on that. I mean, that, that's an interesting topic, but they just leave it there. Yeah, they don't go too in depth with it, but they're, you know, the lieutenant asked him why they choose, or no, I guess um, he asked the lieutenant, why do you think they chose me, um, you know, as a poster child for America, pretty much. Um, and it's funny because he kind of described Captain America, like, why not a blonde, blue eyed, um, white guy as this, you know, this ultimate soldier? Um, and I think it's I think it's because um, you know he said yeah I present a face of neutrality uh, I don't have any allegiances and I think it's because as a person of color um, particularly if with the, with training in the military um, or even you see this in film and in acting a lot of times you can take on many different identities based on what is ne needed for the scenario and sometimes people it, it's a very interesting area. Um, I don't know much about, but I, I've read a little bit about um, thinking about, for example, um, Bruno Mars and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Bruno Mars and Dwayne The Rock Johnson could be father and son, but their identities, their genetic makeup are not similar at all. Um, I think The Rock has played in movies where he's clearly being a black stereotypical actor. He's played in movies where he's white with a tan based on the scenario, what's going on. Um, he even can pass for Latino. Um, in some films, you look at who he's paired with um, as far as the significant other in the film or the lines that he's given. And Bruno Mars, for example, uh, he it was a couple of years ago, I remember, or when he released, I think, 24 Karat Magic, that album, people were talking about how he benefits from racial amb ambiguity. Um, he can do, quote unquote, black music in one album and white music in another album and pop here and not have to do any work to do that. Whereas if you are Tyrese, you don't make a pop album. Tyrese is R&B. Black, BET, that's where he lives. He has to do that, right? His movies roles um, in Fast and Furious, he's a stereotypical character. Um, but The Rock can play both sides. Um, in some ways, Vin Diesel can as well. Um, but then you go yeah. to Anthony Mackie in this particularly, what he's trying to say. Um, he could be dealing with people in Africa, right? The Middle East is a big area where the US has a lot of presence. So if you you have a darker skin tone, um, in those areas, you might be received a little more better than a white soldier who these people have never seen outside of being a soldier because white people don't live there. So it is, it's an interesting thing that they could have went way deeper into, which is why I wish they would have shown the creator and like the process of getting to him. Um, but they didn't, but it's, 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 there's a lot of things like even in like commercial ads, um, how skin tone is used. Or I was watching a random video about a hand model and how he has light skin. And he talks about how in some, he's his hand has been used for Jay-Z, who's a dark skinned man. Um, and they just darken the filter on his hand because it's it captures light well because it's like in between. So there's, there's all these interesting benefits of being racially ambiguous um, or a person of color for a benefit 
Um, and they did a one-liner about that in this film. And there's obviously way more they could have went into depth with, which I would have, I could have taken the five minutes in the film to do that. Yeah, instead of some of this boring stuff where we got some of this military mumbo jumbo. Right, going um, back and forth. We got to find an arms dealer who owns a school who's actually the one who's head of the resistance. Um, but but I'm going to flip on her, but I'm not going to tell. Like we, like, we never know what happens to her. Like, he flipped on her. Does it matter? None of it even mattered. Um, th- no. Also, does that work? Can you just shoot a missile at a nuclear bomb and it not go off? I feel like that's not how that works. <laughs> Call me crazy, but I think that's a flammable substance. I don't think that's how that works. Three, two, oh, we shot it with a missile. It's, it's neutralized. What? You shot a nuclear bomb with a missile and nothing is going to happen? What? I feel like that's not how that works. They should have took a whole country out. I, exactly. I don't... You don't drive away from that. There's there's nuclear fallout everywhere. Uh, Lieutenant is dead. He's a dead man walking if he's that <laughs> close to a nuclear bomb site. I thought there was more um there was more rush to get out in uh X-Men Origins Wolverine um at that place. Here, like he's just driving away casual, like it was nothing. They had to helicopter those kids out and send in plastic Professor X uh, before it all went down. So I I was confused, um, but they had to wrap it up, I guess. They didn't want to go to two-hour runtime, I guess. Um, yeah, and that's what we got. five minutes before. But. <laughs> right. But, I mean, Lieutenant should have been dead. He only had like 30 <laughs> seconds to get out of that big building. Right. I mean, three, two, one, shoot. Lieutenant, are you, are you there? Are you there? Shouldn't be. How do you run <laughs> from, like, it was like four or five stories up that bridge, and he's in a car miles away? In 30 seconds? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, his face unless, is a little messed up, but not as messed up as it should have been. Yeah, un- unless he was um, built by Anthony Matthews' character. There's no way he should have made it that far. Is he a robot, too? Is that the plot twist? Was there an after credit scene we didn't see of him shooting himself up with some blue goo or something to heal? That's what we missed. Yeah, well, do you have, like, something in his mouth? They kind of like braces. Like, you, you remember after um, Anthony Mackie, his character, tells him to pull out the tracking device in his back, and then he turns against him, and then uh, Lieutenant ends up back with the military base. Mm-hmm. Did he have like something in his mouth? It, it seemed like I think he I was know. trying to convey a sense of hardness. Like I'm not just a computer boy anymore. I've been out in the real world. And now I talk like this. <laughs> His face changed after that, after he came back. I'm not sure why. I don't know. I mean, there are some scenes in this movie that kind of show up out of nowhere. Like you're they're, they're traveling from destination to destination. You're like, wait a minute, how do we get here? Because I, I had to rewind a few times. I was like, okay, I'm confused on how we got to one place. Um, Especially the part where we were just talking about, where he was talking about a form of neutrality. They end up in a grassy plain somewhere all of a sudden. And before that, in that scene, it was them. Uh, it, uh, it was Anthony Mackie trying to do that de-escalation between the robots and the people. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, how did this even happen? 
but you know, I mean, it is a lot of jumping around, a lot of location changes, not as many as Transformers. Um, no, no subtitles where we're at, though. We have to listen for that detail. They didn't write it down for us. Um, I mean, in the end, it really doesn't matter. It didn't matter um, anyway. <laughs> the main storyline here is between Anthony Matthew and Damson Idris, which is Lieutenant. And, you know, they're, they're buddy cop type of feel, but also some form of betrayal. Yeah, I, I think it needed a twist. It couldn't just be a sci-fi film. Um, I mean, like I said, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I feel like it's it's a one that's hard to not have to pay attention to all of it. Because if you miss like the two minutes that he's actually being uh, a cyborg, then um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just think he was like a, a rogue cop. You, I mean, or a rogue officer. You wouldn't really know that the whole robot thing was in there because they don't talk about it a lot. No, I mean, they kind of mention it here and there, but right. you see that he's uh, an absolute beast. I mean, he's just killing people left and right. And I did enjoy the action parts of the film. It was very, the action was very good. He He was doing his thing. He was like, Marvel taught me all this stuff. I'm going to use it. <laughs> I taught, I taught uh, Chris Evans some of this stuff, and I let him do it and not me. So uh, I'm gonna do it here. <laughs> well, I mean, he definitely has a future because he's going to be um, Falcon in his own series. That's um, right. I don't know if you've watched. We'll kind of get off subject here. I don't know if you've watched um, WandaVision, but I have. I'm up to okay. date. Well, I would say that nothing so far has really piqued my interest. Have you watched episode three? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, some stuff start developing there. It's starting. But, I mean, it's starting, but man, I wonder how many episodes there are in the whole season. I believe there, it's, I think there are nine. Because someone told me, someone has told me, someone on YouTube um <laughs> was saying who had like early access they said it you can think about it it's going to be like three um acts so three episodes per act and the the three the three sets of episodes will feel very different and i feel like that's going to be true um and these next three episodes are going to be out of this roomy and more of the marvel side of things and less tv land in these next three episodes. Okay, because I mean the the last track is fine, but not everything's funny, and you got like it's just like an old TV show. So okay, it's, okay. it's an interesting take on it. I mean, the <clears throat> comics didn't do it this way. The story is a little different, but it's interesting. I appreciate the amount of detail and work they did to do it, though. Like the sound engineering. In the first episode versus the third episode is very different to match the time period. The special effects are time period accurate, even though it's all her same powers. Um, they did an actual live studio audience for the first episode, apparently. Um, so I appreciate the work that has gone into making this TV, um, this love letter to old TV. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's nice. I mean, the setup and the aesthetic of it is very nice. Um, the old timey look, right. um, some of the storyline with just being very simple, 
Um, but let's get past that. Let's get to the real stuff. I'm ready for it. But but the last two minutes of episode three, I was like, oh, oh, it felt real different. When um, it was a turn, it was it was a turn, and in the way that in the way that uh, Scarlet Witch started talking, the way that Geraldine, aka Monica Rambeau, started talking, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, feels different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, I'm the kind of confused. Is really good. Well, I, I, I think it's going to get better for me, but oh, I was yeah. kind of confused on where it's going to go as far as those last couple of minutes because she is supposed to be a good character, Monica Rambeau. She's supposed to be like right. another Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of have Scarlet Witch and Monica Rambeau kind of being against each other in a way. Um, well, are so, you fam- are you familiar with the what this is based the on? Comic? Yeah. No, I'll, oh, that's a whole other thing that I'll explain after this, which will make that make more sense. Okay, I got you. But that's well, I guess we can. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess we can wrap this up with a rating. So, uh, the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So, how would you rate the Netflix original film outside the wire? Unfortunately, I would have to rate this one as a mid-level background noise, but with like an asterisk, because if you actually put this in the background, you're going to miss the whole point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. Um, I, I definitely see that. Um, and I'm going to give it the same rating, a mid-level background noise. Mm. Um, the only thing keeping this movie interesting was Anthony Mackie um, and his partner, uh, Damson Idris. But everybody else is just a bore. I mean, really. Um, and I mean, if you do look away, you're gonna miss a good bit. Yeah. Because I mean, they go to a lot of a lot of different places, and things are happening, and scenes are switching here and there. I mean, just watch for the action and Anthony Mackie just busting people's heads wide open. Right. <laughs> that's what I can recommend it for. You just get a different Anthony Mackie, and I, I really appreciate that. I do too. I it, like I said, really good job. Yeah, and I remember you calling him kind of like an okay or above, just above average actor. This is true. To the banker. This is true. <laughs> Things are changing. I'm seeing more of his work. So has he redeemed himself? Uh, I, yes. I think if this was a Netflix, it would have been even better. But so I think he did redeem himself here. Okay, good. I mean, for me too. I mean, I didn't think like he was like one of the best Marvel actors whenever it came to um, the Marvel movies, but right. this really helps him out a lot. But that's it for AM Reviews. Thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And thanks for listening.